You're at the Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub where we enjoy conversations with people who are engaged in the world of coaching. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Coaching Inn. I'm Claire Pedrick and today I'm in conversation with Ruth Davey, who I met at the Malvern Festival. Uh, so a coach that I'd been for a walk with said, Ruth Davies in town, you must go. So I did. <laughs> and and learn loads about noticing. So Ruth, thank you for the learning and welcome to the coaching in. Oh, that's so, so lovely to be with you, Claire. And um, yeah, that's a funny intro. <laughs> it was a bit like that at the Festival of Ideas, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good event. It was amazing. I didn't know anything about it. Next year, I shall look in advance. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a really great week, weekend. Yeah. So tell us a bit about you and what you do. Okay. Um, well, I'll try and keep it brief. Um, my background is actually international and community development. Um, and I've worked in with various NGOs and I set up a a small non-profit organisation in the Gambia quite a long time ago now. Um, and that is where I feel I did most of my learning or a ah. huge part of my learning, which I feel is very important to uh, to declare. <laughs> um, and and then most of the rest of my, my time since then, I've, I've been working on Look Again, which is my own little company. And we we basically help people to see their lives, their work um, and the world around them differently. Um, and it came about really as a result of um, well, it's a coming together of a lot of things that were important to me on a personal level, um, as well as professionally. And it brings together the fact that I've had my struggles with mental health, for example, and continue to do so occasionally. Um, and. It brings together my love of photography, my love of mindfulness and my love of nature. And those three things combined actually make a perfect package to um, to help with well-being, with resilience. And I thought, well, it works for me. Maybe it might work for other people. <laughs> we could go down a complete rabbit hole here <clears throat> because um, I was also formed in a village in Africa that's, no way. Yeah, so I I was a teacher for two and a half years in a rural secondary school, and and I am convinced that, that that's formed a huge part of who I am and how I do what I do now. But wow, and we'll have to Let's have talk, you back. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, well, that would be great. And um, well, I'd, I'd love to learn more about that. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in Africa, so and I'm now wanting to, to go. Do you know Sanso? Do you know Sanso? <laughs> Because there is somebody who I think you will know, but right now let's just talk let's about see. look again um, and be slightly and mildly disciplined. <laughs> One of the things that's interesting for me about coaching, so lots mm. of our listeners are coaches, not all of them, but many of them are coaches, is that is that coaching talks endlessly about listening, but actually really amazing listening is about looking. Uh, and I was interviewed on a podcast yesterday where somebody used the Albert Morabian research that I've always read and slightly dismissed because when it's quoted, it's often quoted oddly. 
Okay. But basic. So I've gone back to the source actually this morning, and actually he says that that um, when there are conflicts between what people hear, the words, the sound, the vocal, the tone, and the visual, what people see, the visual is is dominant, and that's the thing that will most influence people what they see. And when I train coaches to listen, I notice that until you start to learn to listen with your eyes, mm. you're missing a huge amount of data. Mm. So I'm just really curious about what you've learned about noticing and looking through your work with Look Again. And I've got your little frame that you you gave us on our workshop day, Ruth. <laughs> which I use to look through things <laughs> oh that's great I'm so glad you do <laughs> oh where do I start really where do I start I mean it that's very interesting what you're saying there because I mean I, I I don't know um that author that you're referring to um and I, I I've known for a long long time that for me my I, I'm so 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 um influenced by what I see but I've also know that I notice so much more than what a lot of people I know notice or that a lot you know to me it's second nature and I've realized very very recently that I'm one of those people that are often referred to as a highly sensitive person ah. <laughs> and and I think that's had a massive influence you know and as I'm now looking back I know that from very early days at school you know I was the one who drew a road um, you know, in primary school at the age of, I don't know, four or five or something with, with, with the lines in the middle, you know, because I'd noticed that. Yeah. And, and a tree with the branches, you know, the, the mini branches, not just two big ones. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in a way, it's no surprise to me now that um, I do what I do. Um, but the, the looking, it's, it's literally around looking at what is in front of us you know, it can be as boring as looking at the floor and seeing seeing that differently and using that as a way of gaining a fresh perspective on, on how we're feeling in that moment. Just the, the act of stopping, of well, slowing down, stopping, focusing our attention on the here and the now by looking at, I mean, I'm doing it right now as I speak. Um, I happen to have quite a nice wooden parquet type floor. Needs a good sand and a varnish, but, you know, it will do. Um, and it's got it's squares and it's got lines mm. and it's like actually it's a really interesting pattern you know and if I'm feeling stressed just uh, or anxious about something just by looking in that way it can help me to think actually yeah there's something else going on here it helps me to reframe that moment um, and so that's the kind of basic starting point and we can do that wherever we are you know, whether we're on our own with other people at home, at work, in the, in the, you know, in nature, doesn't matter. But then, of course, it goes, you know, we're looking there at the detail, but we also then, you know, go out into the big picture and we see the big picture differently. You know, and then there's the relational, you know, we see people, we see ourselves differently, we see others differently. Um, we see, you know, if we're in the workplace, we see our, our teams, our, you know, our colleagues, our managers, our staff, you know, all those relationships we can start seeing differently. Um, yeah, I don't know where to stop with that. I could go on for ages. <laughs> so, 
So it it seems to me as you're talking <clears throat> as though as though learning to the learning to see better and notice better in the here and now mm. is part of the journey to being able to see differently in all those other layers. Yeah, and but I well it's 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 a two way thing. <clears throat> we can in the here and the now, I can look at the detail like I, you know like the floor for example, but I can also look out my window. I'm looking out now onto my window. And I'm, I, it's the same thing. I'm just looking at a bigger picture, yeah. and I can make, I can choose. You know, I can make a decision as to what feels right in this moment. What, what do I feel I need right now? Do I need to focus in on something quite small, or actually, will it do me a better? You know, would it help me more if I, if I think actually I need to, to see the bigger picture right now? What else is going on here? You know. Ah, so it's choosing. It's the, there's a lot of choice involved. Mm. So, for example, if I if I wake up feeling um, anxious or or fearful around around something, um, whether it's you know it can be personal work anything, um, I have my favourite go to places. You know, I've got my shed in my garden, which isn't very glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's getting there. It, until two weeks ago, it was full of cobwebs and garden like tools and things. But I, I actually splashed out and um, I've done some DIY on it. And it's now Ooh. looking really quite nice. Nice. Soft furnishings. So my refuge, my little sanctuary in my garden is suddenly feeling a lot more cosy and nourishing. Um, my garden itself is another place I can go to. But if I feel like I need to actually leave leave the house, which is where I work from, and I often do, like every day I do. So do I, is it a wood day or is it an up on the commons day? So where I live in, in Stroud in Gloucestershire, there's, there's all these lovely commons, um, you know, really quite high up with a really big view o- over to Wales and the Forest of Dean. And depending on how I feel, I go into the woods if I feel like I need more nourishing and I go up into, onto the common if I feel like I need that bigger picture view. Wow. And then in between, there's the um, there's the, the canal, and alongside the canal, there's the river. So it's like, oh, if I feel a bit stuck, I need a bit of flow. Yeah. I know where to go. <laughs> yeah. So you know, a lot of the looking, it's about it, it's it's looking inside. It's as well, you know, it's looking inwards. Um, but by looking outwards, that helps us to look inwards, and yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. And I notice that the question, what do you see, is a much stronger question than what do you think or what's happening? Because mm. it, en- it enables people to access the seeing. But but as you said, you've got a seeing superpower. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that, that, that you've developed from an early age. But not everybody does see. <clears throat> but the question is, if we don't see much, how do we learn to see better? Yeah. And and that, I think, well, from, from my experience of working with people over the last, well, a long time now, I launched Look Again in 2012, but it's in the last sort of seven years, really, that we've been really focusing on what we do now, um, that people can learn to see differently. Uh, and uh, one of the things that always fascinates me is is when photographer actual photographers come and come and do a, a workshop or a course or something, 
and they come with their, all their kit, you know. And I'll never forget one one day, um, a, an older an older man came came along, and he just spent a whole week, spent loads of money, and a whole week doing um, a salon normal traditional photography course. And he came and did a two hour little workshop with me up on the common. It was with the National Trust. And he said, I've learned, I've learned to see. I've learned more with you in two hours than I've learned, learned in the whole week. And it only cost me 30 quid. <laughs> so, you know, that, that was just really, that was a big moment for me. That We're going back a long time now. And that's when I thought, oh, there's something in this. You know, and it's that thing of, we, I, think, I think the key is to slow down. You know, if we're, if we're rushing through life, which we all do, including myself, you know, there's, there's always, you know, we're in being, sorry, we're in doing mode, aren't we? So much of the time doing, 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 but we're also in our heads, you know, in our head mode. But if we slow down and this is where the mindfulness element of the mindful photography comes in, then we really, um, we allow ourselves the time to be, so we see by seeing we be, we, we're being more in that moment. And then we can think about how we reframe that and then we can get on to the doing. And I, you know, for me, um, uh, um, the way that Look Again has developed, especially in the last three years, well, actually started a bit before the pandemic. But it was it's very much about action. It's not just about the being. It's about, OK, so we, we, we've, we've reframed something. We're, we're feeling different. We've experienced something differently. We've sensed it differently through all our senses, not, ju- not just the looking. And we can get a new picture in our minds as to what, what it is we actually we want to see. If, we're seeing, if what we're seeing isn't great, you know, if we want to change the way we see that, or if we actually change, want to change what we do see, whether it's actually for real or whether it's on our mind's eye, then we can, I believe we can do that. But how do we do it? What action do we need to take? That's and that, yeah, well, it is, isn't it? But I'm not a coach. <laughs> Maybe I've, I just, I've just changed my definition of coaching in the last <laughs> 30 seconds in response to what you've just so I've always said coaching is about somebody feeling heard and getting new insights into their own stuff that will make a difference but actually Mm. as you're talking I'm going coaching is about feeling seen Mm. do you know what Claire what you've just said there is so 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 important and and when I think um over the last year or so I've been doing lots of um inner work on my on myself um and and I know in my heart that what you've just said is exactly why I do what I do because of my experiences of um, a lot of my life when I was a lot younger of actually not feeling like I could be myself, not feeling like I could be authentic and, and I wasn't being seen for who I really am. I was being seen for who people wanted me to be rather than who I actually am. And that's been a massive game changer for me. Um, uh, and and that's I think has has a that's part of you know when when I facilitate the process that that we've developed the methodology because we have got um, it's a, an evidence based methodology um, that's constantly being adapted and changed because things do don't they they never stay the same um, and and it 
and that's what I'm really excited about. It's about how we can not just be become more authentic human beings as individuals in this process um, and change our own personal stories, but how we can actually change the stories of 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 groups, of communities, of teams, of you know the wider world, um, and actually do something about this crazy world that we're in. So I've got listeners in my head going. Well, I've got a couple of listeners in my head. Yes, you do need to talk to Ruth. You know who you are and you do need to talk to Ruth. But <laughs> that's just a little <laughs> note. Uh, I'd, I'd love us to do something with you, to do a some CPD with you around coaching and, and noticing, because I think that would be so exciting. Mm. Do you know, the thing that really struck me on your workshop day was when you asked us all to pick up an object. So I picked up um, a seed pod. Yeah. It was a beautiful seed pod, and you invited us to look at it and do whatever and have a look and turn it round and everything. And it was a beautiful seed pod. It, it felt a bit of a strange texture for a seed pod, but in my head it was a seed pod. And then you invited us to take the frames that you gave out to all the delegates and to look through the object at different angles through the thing. And I realised I wasn't looking at a seed pod at all. It was a fish. Oh, no way. And I found myself eye to eye with this. Which one with, you're talking about? With That's this, hilarious. With this fossilised fish. I'm thinking... <laughs> Okay, so I'd been assuming all this time you were a seed pod, but now you're looking me in the eye. And I took um, some really good friends of ours to the Sea Life Centre in the Easter holidays. And and this fish came at me and I'm going, you're the same fish. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, but the really interesting thing was that I kind of convinced myself it was a seed pod because I thought it was a seed pod. And then suddenly when you invited... Mm you know you gave you get you gave us some offers about how we might mm. look at it in different ways and when I took one of the offers I'm just going oh yeah yeah but it's wow. in life it's it's so true it's so true can I tell a little story please so a, a client is coming to mind at the moment um who who was who was really struggling with quite a lot of pain um and another stuff you know was was going on and she came on a on a four-week course with us and at the end of the course it was like it all started to really come together for her in the sense of the 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 reframing of of she, she brought the whole four weeks together in, in a reframe and she presented to us a collage of 16 photographs like in a square and that that square the 16 images were actually it's four four squares of four put together but the reason for me telling this is because in in week 1 there was one issue that she was particularly concerned about and she was she was focused so much on that that she couldn't see the bigger picture of her life and so in her collage she had that first image in the bottom left hand picture of the 16 photo square right and then she, and then she and then all the squares came out from that all the other photographs came out from that and then she realized that actually that one issue that she was being 
totally consumed by at the time had now become what it actually is in reality, which was just one small part of her life and that everything else was, so, you know, it was so, her life was so much bigger than that with all these different areas of her life. Mm-hmm. And I often remember that, you know, for me, that was such a beautiful moment and such a great offering of inspiration, not just to me personally, but to the other people in the course, you know, when she shared that. She felt seen. Yeah. And she got yeah. new insights. She got loads of insights. I mean, That's... she offered us so many. And, you know, yeah. this is the thing, isn't yeah. it? It's a two-way thing. That's coaching, Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> I Maybe I should qualify as a coach with you guys. Well, it sounds like but... you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I just jump. Yeah, I can jump through a few hoops and I get a qualification. But, Do you know I mean... what? I would, I would love it. I really would. But seriously. Yeah. What you're bringing is something quite unique. And and the, one of the things that I love about, about being a bit provocative in the coaching mm. space is, is the idea of, of looking at some of the things that make for great coaches through a slightly different lens. Mm. So, yeah. so we don't teach coaching presence, which is a fundamental thing. Coaching mindset and coaching presence, you can learn about them from books, but, you know, it doesn't actually teach you anything. Hmm. we put people in room in a room with an improv teacher <laughs> and we do it hmm. and then you learn hmm. more about about presence and coaching mindset from that than you ever could from yeah this person That's... said this and this person said that so I'm just I'm just really excited about your, about your notice well, so am I so am I I mean it's and it's I mean, this is so exciting for me, Claire, because, you know, look again is, a, is at a bit of a crossroads. Until now, we've, we've focused so much of our work on working in the, the non-profit, you know, community kind of sector. Um, partly because that's my background and that's what I'm comfortable with. That's what I know, you know. But since lockdown and having been forced to go online and then people from around the world started finding our courses and before I knew it we had about 60 to 70 percent of people coming on off on our online four-week courses that were open to the public were practitioners from around the world you know some are coaches some are therapists some are you know teachers or or other kind of people practitioners you know and um, when I realized that I thought oh well gosh there's something more to this than I realized you know and um and, and they were asking us for more. So I thought, oh, gosh, I better write all this down then and make it into something. So it became a training program. And to cut a long story short, we've now trained 74 people in 22 countries around the world. Amazing. Yeah. So it's it's exciting. It's also quite exhausting. And I have to watch myself yeah, sure. <laughs> practice my what I preach. Can I share a bit of learning? Please do. Uh I learned this as a student on a training with somebody else where I did their level one, level two and practitioner training. And actually it was the same, but it wasn't the same because each time you came back for the next layer, you, 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 the the delegates, we arrived at a different place and therefore the training was different. So if you, so if you want to do more. Yeah. I think you, I think, one possibility of doing more is do exactly the same thing again and let people arrive at a different level. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you for that. That takes the yeah. pressure off. 
<laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And and of course things evolve anyway, don't they? And um I mean what you know, we're we're now focusing more on going into the workplace um and looking at potent the potential for training people within workplaces or within institutions that can they can then, you know, build capacity within organizations um that then makes it more well not just builds capacity but makes it more sustainable in, in the longer term for organizations. Um but I, I'm really, really excited with um, for, for the next step into how we can use our mind's eye, our vision, and and mindful photography as well as nature connection. Let's not forget wonderful Mother Earth, you know, and everything that that we, you know, have the connection um, with you know with nature and I, I I truly believe that so much and the more I spend time in nature the more I feel like I'm a, I'm part of nature and you know I am nature um but how you know when I think of the future and and I and images come to mind of the future I can very easily get really quite fearful um about what's coming our way you know not not just for our generation but for our children etc and and what is already there for so many other parts of the world and it's only going to get worse um and I started thinking about this way before lockdown actually and then the pandemic happened and I focus on the mental health side of things more because that was what was needed whereas now I'm thinking how can we use all these tools to actually not just reframe the now but revision the future and actually create that new story that we want to see, you know, rather than accept that story that's coming our way. And that, I think that really is more of a coaching, you know, related process. But, you know, let's do it in a way that involves creativity, that involves going into nature or being with nature, that involves a simple, um, it's actually very simple, you know, and it's it's accessible. And we've got this thing in our pockets that we carry around with us, you know, the phone, which can be, it can be such a distraction. It can be such, um, it well, it can really contribute towards anxiety and, you know, competition and not feeling good enough and all of that stuff. So let's put it to good use. Let's reframe that. And, and do something good with it and I've got loads of ideas Claire around how that can happen and I'd love to talk to you more about it <laughs> I think we should take this conversation offline in a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, maybe. A, few, a few weeks ago we had I did a podcast with Charlie Cox and um, Sarah Flynn about their new book climate change coaching mm. and Charlie's story started in I don't know if it was Gambia or Ghana but she she worked for a long time in West Africa and and that's impacted how she does what she does now um yeah yeah yeah, the things that come together are interesting aren't they it is yeah it really is I think I mean something that I'd maybe like to 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 offer here is that in terms of the noticing and the seeing you know it's it's not it's not about just seeing with the eyes you know it's about or or the head 
you know like being being you know it's, it comes back to this thing of what is knowledge yeah. you know and we and we I mean I I for one have struggled on and off with feeling like oh I'm not clever enough I'm not intellectual or academic enough you know and it's because my knowledge doesn't come from reading loads of books or from writing my knowledge comes from seeing and feeling you know I feel really deeply which can be great it can also be you know, not so great depends on where you want to go with it but it's it's um you know so when when we're doing this and the way that we facilitate is around really encouraging people to see not just with their heads but with their hearts and with their hands and also with you know their, their higher selves whatever that means to people you know it can mean lots of different things and it means that and also how we can we're not just um, individual human beings you know we don't just see as individual human beings we see as part of the collective of being part of, of humanity you know you can see a bit of an h thing going on here i'm really into h's i've got <laughs> loads of c's and loads of r's and loads of i's and it's kind of how i how i see things it's part of the process but it really helps with the facilitation yeah, yeah. And, and also to ask for you know the, the our last h is help yeah you know, it's about, you know, we need, we need each other. We, we can't do this work on our own. We need to ask for help, but we also can offer help, you know? So again, it's that two-way thing and a massive part of the action side of what we're, you know, what we try and, or what we offer is, is that two-way thing, you know? It's how can I care for myself as well as how can I use what I've learned, what I've felt, what, I, what I've seen, to care for others in the wider world it's 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 a two-way thing and the jargon for that is systemic isn't it yes it is yes jargon I'm not very good with jargon but yes it is <laughs> it's good for selling those I know if I had that all over my website I'd probably, I'd probably get loads more business wouldn't I <laughs> yeah the word regenerative comes to mind however <laughs> It's another bit of jargon at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But um, there is, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not joking when I say this. Um, I, I really believe that we do need to, to reconsider everything from a systemic perspective, and, you know, the whole whole idea of not just surviving but thriving and flourishing, and and being regenerative again, you know, within ourselves, as well as outwardly. Mm. through our work and through our relations um i think is absolutely key for for the future yeah so ruth if people want to talk to you about your mindful photography stuff mm. uh give us a few weeks guys because we might have a different conversation as well but how do they get in touch with you ruth the website is look-again.org so that's look again dot org yeah um people can email me at ruth at look hyphen again dot yeah. org perfect um i guess i can give you some handles and you know social media stuff or, okay. and some other things for, for the notes or whatever yeah perfect if you do that that'd be fantastic we've got some workshops coming some freebie workshops little tasters coming up as well which i can let you know about okay so if you let me have those i'll put them in the show notes Great. Lovely. Thank, thank you, Ruth, for coming to the Coaching Inn. What a pleasure it's been.
Thank you so much for having me. It's been really good fun. And um, yeah, really, it was really good fun, actually. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Claire. And I look forward to getting to know, to know you better over time, yeah. hopefully. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, we'd love you to share the podcast with a friend or leave a comment on social media. And if you'd like to become a regular at The Coaching Inn, you can subscribe on Podbean and all major podcast channels. We look forward to welcoming you next time. You've been listening to The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual hub. For more information, check out 3dcoaching.com.